today's episode of the Culture Pop Podcast, I relive my experience at the Super Bowl and the Rams Championship Parade. And we are joined by entertainment journalist Kerry Keegan for a preview of the Screen Actors Guild Awards. Don't forget, you can subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Spotify, and at stevemason.com. And we always appreciate when you leave us a rating and a review. The Culture Pop Podcast is brought to you by the law offices of Jacob and Ronnie. Accident or injury, call Jacob and Ronnie. Call Jacob. Hey, it's Mace. If you or a friend or loved one is injured in an accident, the first person you should call is my friend Jacob. When I did this, Jacob was great. He helped me by talking through the next steps, which really put my mind at ease. When you're injured in an accident, you got to have an expert. That's why you call Jacob, just like I did. Call Jacob, 844-24-JACOB. That's 844-24-JACOB. Or visit calljacob.com. Call Jacob. Hey everybody, welcome to the Culture Pop Podcast. I'm Steve Mason along with Sue Kalinsky. Sue, I got to spend a big full week covering the Rams, including the Super Bowl. It was a total thrill. So is it like the happiest you've ever been in your life? You know, when we won the Super Bowl, it was right up there. I was so emotional. I mean, I, I will tell you, I didn't talk about it, but I, I, I cried a little bit. I cried. Mm. Juan and I cried a little bit. There are pictures of us with confetti in the background. I mean, it was it was so cool. It was yeah. so cool. I mean, I cried when the like the post game interviews because I saw some of the players tearing up, and that made me cry. Like I was really happy for uh, for Beckham. You know, all these years he's never won, and of course Stafford. I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, what, just, what a what a nice guy. He's he just comes through as a nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it was just because it was such an iffy outcome, you sure. know, I mean, there were, there were times where I was like, especially, you know, coming back, you know, in, in the third quarter, oh, when that Burrow was threw that bomb. Yep. And I was like, you know, Ramsey's just having a, a, he's having a tough day. And then Beckham went down and I'm like, oh my God, like what else has to happen? And they couldn't, they had no ground game. None. So it was like, and, and every time they would try to, um, you know, run the ball, I'm like, stop it. Yeah, I know. I was stop It's it. so funny. I was getting texts from John Ireland saying, stop running the ball or you're going to lose this game. You know, it's being at the game is different, a different experience from watching it on TV, because I'm sure the announcers are saying, oh, they can't generate any yardage on the ground and all that stuff. But uh, when you're there, you can't really you you don't see the game as well. I mean, mm -hmm. you feel the game, but you don't see the game as well. Like, for example, you mentioned the big bomb, uh, the Jamar Chase bomb at the start of the second half. Well, I didn't see that the guy totally grabbed his Ramsey's face mask. Face, face mask and basically tried to twist his head off. So I don't understand because, you know, the, the team has, you know, up in the booth, they have everybody from both teams not watching. Reviewable. Why is that? Why wasn't that, that not reviewable? Judgment calls are not reviewable. Uh, but what do you mean calls. judgment call? He grabbed his face mask. Yeah, I know. I I know. I mean, I, what, what? How how could that be a judgment call? Stuff I mean, like pass interference, interference, and uh, some personal fouls were reviewable. I don't know all the all the the specifics of it, but I know that was not a reviewable play because I now when I go, went back and looked at it afterwards, I'm like, holy hell! He obviously grabbed his face mask. I mean, it just seems so arbitrary. Then 
Yeah, it is arbitrary. It is arbitrary. Yeah. But, you know, I, I right now I'm feeling so it's Friday morning, February the 18th. The Super Bowl was uh, on Sunday. Yesterday, I got to be part of the championship parade. And now I'm in the middle of this or Wednesday I did. Now I'm in the middle of this sort of uh, like I was high. I mean, not high. Well, no, actually high, high. I, I was <laughs> high from from the game and from the championship parade and all that stuff. And now I'm just like, oh, yeah. Uh, whenever you get that up for something and then it ends, you're like, oh, I know. It's like it came down from a sugar high or something. It, you basically, know? that's what it is. Uh, speaking of sugar highs, remember how I was going to reboot my life? <laughs> yeah. For the 50th time. Yeah. I'm now going to reboot my life. Now well, I'm going to do it for real. What's different is it didn't work the last time. <laughs> And and what do you what changes are you going to make that you think it's going to work this time? I'm going to edibleize a little bit less. Less. I mean, I I I've been hitting the uh, the the cannabis, the chocolates a little bit too hard. Probably. So I'm going to I'm going to ease back on that. I'm going to up the yoga. I'm going to back off on the donuts and the sweets. And this time, it's going to work. What's that? What's that song? From, boy, this is a gay reference. What's this <laughs> song from uh, Cabaret? Maybe this time. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this time. Oh, oh, oh um, it'll stay or it'll stay. stay. Right, yeah, it'll exactly. Stay. It'll stay. Yeah. So I but I'm, I'm going to get back into gear. I lost track of everything during the Super. I was so uh, like literally just like wrapped up in it and buzzed up in it and just so pumped. I, I just lost track of everything. So my my rebooting is going to have to happen now. My post-Super Bowl reboot happens now. Well, I wish you the best of luck. And we'll be having this conversation next, next week. month. <laughs> <laughs> next, next week. Next, next week. Month. It probably will yeah, next. right. Yeah. So the uh, SAG Awards are coming up. I'm excited about that. You know, I love a good award show. Uh, and uh, we've got an expert to help us break them down. Our guest is an entertainment reporter, and she's also the host and founder of No Good TV, which is one of the most successful YouTube channels ever. Altogether, she has 2 billion views online, and she has earned the nickname of Barbara Walters on Acid. She has also co-hosted talk shows on Fox and Bravo, served as host and producer on VH1's Buzz Live with Kerry Keegan, and her best-selling book is Everybody Curses, I Swear, Uncensored Takes from the Hollywood Trenches. Kerry Keegan is with us. Kerry, thank you so much for doing this. Well, thank you for having me. This is so exciting to be back in, like, award land again. Yeah, it is. that You know what? I, I work for ESPN, but I got the award show gene. So I just love uh, award shows. Uh, it's like my it's my, like my total uh, jam. So we get up for it this time of year. Yeah, for sure. I am. Um, I feel like we missed a lot, you know, like like when COVID hit and everybody just got stuck at home. And, you know, the, it just didn't feel like the award shows were as great. But I feel like we're going to do it again. This is, We're coming back. Right. And then you get a little spoiled, like like I'm, I'm, you know, I work in TV, so I get screeners. But for people who don't, it's like, what do you mean it's not on TV? Right. What do you mean I have to go to the movies to see it? 
Yeah, I mean, does anyone even go to the theater anymore? <laughs> you know, I <laughs> still bit. do. I still do. I, you know, I used to own movie theaters. I, I love uh, the experience of going to a movie theater. So I still do. Somehow last year, I ended up seeing like 45 movies in theaters. So I'm super hardcore. Whoa, that's crazy. I saw nothing in a theater last year. And in fact, the first movie that I've seen in the theater is the new Spider-Man. Yeah. New Spider-Man's great. Right. And, and that was kind of one of those films where I really wanted to see it on a big screen. Yeah. So I want to ask you, where does the nickname Barbara Walters on acid come from? <laughs> uh, well, I think someone actually called me that, uh, when I was doing my no good TV days, um, you know, my interviews were very outrageous and very uncensored. And uh, but also, you know, we would we would do some cutting, uh, cutting edge topics. So yeah, I think um, I came by it naturally. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of like George Stephanopoulos on weed. I think that's the better way to describe me, too. <laughs> I love it. See, this is great. <laughs> so what did you love this year? I mean, we're going to talk about a bunch of stuff, but what 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 really did you love this year? Um, okay. I mean, the list is long, but I think Succession is probably one of the best made shows. Uh, if we're talking about TV, I, um, there is something so, uh, it's almost even hard to watch at times. So I wouldn't even say that it's like enjoyable television necessarily, but it's just so well written and so well cast, um, that, you know, the, the fact that it can make you uncomfortable for as long, the tension between them is just insane. So for me, uh, you know, Succession, I think it deserves all of the nominations that it got. And I think it's going to be a very tough decision to pick who wins what. Yeah. And even like something like Dope Sick to me, which was so uncomfortable there were a lot of, un there's a lot of unco uncomfortable television on, you know, and, and movies too. There's a lot of uncomfortable movies, but I feel, um, I, I felt that way about dope sick. Uh, it was very, very disturbing, but it is. And it's funny that brilliant. you say that too, because I feel like there's a theme going on because squid game was also extremely uncomfortable and very enjoyable to watch. You know, I'm a horror fan at heart. So uh, I was super excited to jump into that one and it did not disappoint on any level but what's wrong with us that we all yeah. want we we love being uncomfortable well then on top of everything else we wind up with as we often do like uh, we're we're doing the sag awards here but when we do the oscars it really is like the 10 saddest movies in the world it's like <laughs> it really i mean so true there's not there's not any there's I, like i was rooting for spider-man no way home to be nominated for best picture i mean it I saved, saved the movie business all that stuff i mean it's a fun clever smart but still you know they 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 elect to go with i was telling sue i went to see a movie called drive my car which got nominated for best picture very lightly seen um and i actually <laughs> i walked out of the movie uh, in the middle, I actually went to uh, get in my car and drive away. Um, it, it is uh, it inspired you. <laughs> it, it did inspire me. I think I'll drive away, too. Uh, yeah, I mean, some of this stuff is so, so I mean, and then they wonder why people don't watch in the numbers that they used to. It's because popular movies just aren't nominated and don't have a shot in this stuff. 
Yeah, but doesn't that tell you something? I mean, maybe we need to sort of reorient what these award shows are. Um, a well-made film doesn't mean that it has to ha knock you over it with tears and, and make you feel terrible when you walk out of the theater. Right, it, does, right. it doesn't mean that you have to reminisce about some horrible thing that happened in your life. You know, Spider-Man was a great film, really well written, really well cast. Um, and I think it's the best Spider-Man uh, to date, for sure. And probably one of the best superhero movies. Um, and why shouldn't it? Just because it's a, a big superhero movie. Why shouldn't it get nominated for things? It, 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 maybe the world will change soon because people like us really want to. We want our hearts to be filled. Yes, we do. <laughs> we yeah, do. like I, I, I mean, I watch a lot. I probably watch more drama than I do comedy, even even though my background is stand up comedy and I, I, I love to laugh. Um, I wonder if, you know, do they just not green light a lot of like lighter fare? <laughs> you know, I mean, there I, might I, be something to that. But that being said, I'm with you. I, you know, I, I like comedy in real life. But when I watch TV, I want I want the crime thrillers. I want the horror movies. I want the dramas like House of Cards was amazing. Like I want the dark stuff. Also, what's wrong with us, Sue? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Absolutely exactly. nothing. <laughs> so let's run through a couple of these categories, which I think is uh, always fun to do. Um, and this is one that I I really love this category because there's an actor in here that I, I'm rooting for and I hope he wins and I voted for him and all that stuff. Uh, outstanding performance by a male actor in a television movie or limited series. Uh, Oscar Isaac from Scenes from a Marriage. I heard that was really dark. I didn't watch that. Michael Keaton, Dope Sick. I did not watch Dope Sick. Uh, I thought it was a little too heavy for me. Uh, Ewan McGregor, who's awesome in uh, Halston. Uh, Evan Peters from uh, Mayor of Easttown. And then Murray Bartlett from The White Lotus. Oh, wait, and can I guess which one was your favorite? Yeah, sure. Take a <laughs> take a shot. I, I only pumped up one of them. I love I love the White Lotus. I thought that was like one of the most entertaining shows of the year. And Murray Bartlett, who I watched on a show called Looking, which is sort of a, a gay kind of dating sort of thing. I thought Murray Bartlett was fantastic in that. So I'm rooting for him in White Lotus. I thought he was really entertaining. I think you are not alone in loving Murray Bartlett. I think he's fantastic. I think his character is complicated. That is not an easy thing to play. Um, you love him. You hate him. You want to punch him. You want to hug him. There's a, there's a lot of things going on in there. And I think you're absolutely right. Uh, I, I obviously love Michael Keaton. Um, who doesn't love Michael Keaton? Yeah, he can yeah. do no wrong. Um, and Evan Peters, actually, from uh, Mayor of Easttown, I thought did an excellent job. Uh, but I'm with you. I don't know. Murray Bartlett, just he's just really fun to watch and it's different. And he's maybe it's because he's the new kid. Right. I mean, people are not as familiar with him and it's fun to get to know somebody. So perhaps he will win just based on that. So, Sue, where are you on that one? Um, I I didn't love the White Lotus. It, it took a little while for me to kind of get into it. It it annoyed me. The characters annoyed me, which I guess in some ways, maybe that's just that's a sign. part of intentional. That, yeah, that's, yeah, exactly. But I don't know. I just I, I, I just wasn't a big fan of it. Um, I do agree about Murray. I think he's great. I I'm going with Michael Keaton. I just thought his performance was just bar none. It was just incredible. I mean, and that and that was a tough role to play, too. Yeah, I think he can do those things in his sleep, though, honestly. So 
it's it's um not that I want to take the award away from him, but in this particular case, I I just feel like he's he's done it. We've seen him. We we know we love him. He can do no wrong. Uh, and I want to give room to the new guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I and I actually I Evan Peters was phenomenal. In yeah, America's he's one too. of those. I can't wait to watch him as he ages. Mm-hmm. I just think he's so. Um, he's just so out of the box and he can do such great characters. Uh, and yeah, I, I just can't wait to see what happens to him in the next 20 years. So there's a theme here, outstanding performance by a female actor in a television movie or uh, limited series. Come on, Jennifer Coolidge for the white Lotus. Who wasn't better than Jennifer Coolidge in the white Lotus? And I understand Kate Winslet is there for mayor of Easttown doing that subtle sort of Pennsylvania E kind of accent and Jean smart for mayor of Easttown and stuff. But Jennifer Coolidge, when else is she going to be in a position to win a screen actors guild award than right now? Well, maybe next season. <laughs> yeah, right. They're doing another year of it. You're right. You're right. <laughs> I mean, so if she, di- I, I agree with you. I think you and I have the same taste. I think she's phenomenal. I think she has been not around enough over the last like decade. And I think that this was a fantastic way to get her back into the, the world. And I think everybody's enjoying her. She's just, she's great to watch. Um, however, uh, I, you know, she is in serious competition in yes. this category. Uh, Kate Winslet, Kate Winslet is phenomenal. She's, she's one of those, like, like j- just like Michael Keaton, like she can do anything. We all know that. So perhaps Jennifer Coolidge will get a chance in this category because we already know Kate Winslet. I know, but do you take it away from somebody, even though they, it's like, you know, that they're great. I mean, I'm I'm just so old school with these two categories because see, I'm not I'm, voting I'm, I'm, against Kate Winslet. I'm ba- I'm voting for Jennifer Coolidge. Oh, that was a very nice distinction you just made. That <laughs> really? means absolutely you're voting, nothing. You're voting against everybody else but Jennifer Coolidge. <laughs> nice, nice try, Sneaky. So, Can we try are that you in the next election for president? <laughs> oh my God! Exactly. Really? This is, this is the campaign. Uh, so, Sue, are you with uh, Kate Winslet? I'm with Kate Wins. I'm with Kate Winslet. I'm making T-shirts up. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do think that they they sort of missed an opportunity to give her accent its own category. Um, I do think that if we were giving away accent awards, she she should probably win for that one. Yeah, it's <laughs> you know, a weird it, accent. It's, it is. I weird, actually am from Pennsylvania, and I there is definitely that Pennsylvania accent going on. It's subtle, but it's there. Well, that's the thing. I think that's why it's so hard to do those is because it is so subtle. Right. And even Evan Peters. I mean, he really nailed it, too, I thought. Mm-hmm. For sure. um, all right. So let's go to uh, outstanding performance by a male actor in a comedy series. I'm bringing up all the categories where I've got like <laughs> pet projects, <laughs> people that I voted for <laughs> that I really, pet really projects. Oh, uh, Do they you know, know you, that you're you on stock? their team? Do you have stock in these people? What's going on? I get so excited that I get to vote for these things that I take it really, really seriously. <laughs> That's so, good. That's the way it's supposed to be. Otherwise, these awards wouldn't mean anything. Exactly. So outstanding performance by a male actor in a comedy series. Michael Douglas for The Kaminsky Method. Great. Uh, Brett Goldstein for Ted Lasso. Everybody loves Ted Lasso. Jason Sudeikis for Ted Lasso. And then Steve Martin and Martin Short for Only Murders in the Building. I, You know, Ted Lasso feels... I, I I loved it. I love the show. I I 
I get that it's it's happy and I love I I really enjoyed Only Murders in the Building. Um, and I don't know which one I would vote for, Steve Martin or Martin Short, but I think I would probably, I think I voted for Martin Short in this category. Now you guys go ahead and tell me you're going to vote for, or you voted for Jason Sudeikis. Well, I, I love Jason Sudeikis for sure. I, I think he's, uh, he's a great writer. He's a great actor. I think that character is so well suited for him. I mean, it's it's just easy. I, I don't even think he has to try that hard. <laughs> um, but I do think that these categories are a disservice to themselves when they bunch up two people from the same show or from the same uh, movie. You know, it's how do you vote Steve Martin against Martin Short? How do you even do that? Yeah. I, it almost feels like there needs to be a duo, even even though they're not really a duo, but they are. And, and, you know, it's not enough to give them an ensemble cast nomination. So I feel like it sucks when they do this because they sort of cancel each other out. Otherwise, you have to pick between your two favorite kids. I know. It's like blending them. It, the, the award should go to Martin Martin. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, that being said, I, you know, we're, we haven't talked about the Kaminsky method. I, I think Michael Douglas is amazing. And, uh, and uh, you know, he's getting up there in age and th- this might be one of those times where we should honor him because how many more of these are we going to get? Right. So there is something to be said about giving Michael Douglas a little tilt to the hat as well. I think that was the last season of uh, Kaminsky method mm-hmm. too. So, and it's been nominated every year. So maybe people will say, you know, this is, this is probably the last time we'll see Michael Douglas in a role like this. Maybe we vote for him. I still um, I, I thought one of the bright spots of the whole year was only murders in the building. So I, I voted for Martin Short. And by the way, you know, they tried to get Steve Martin and Martin Short to do the Oscars together. They tried to get them to be the host for the Oscars, which would have been perfect. That uh, would have been they, so perfect and right back to where these award shows should be all right. along. I mean, do you remember when Billy Crystal was hosting? It yeah. was like they couldn't have been more perfect. Sure, sure. I guess they don't want comedy in the building. But um, so Sue, who are you? But anyway, for there, who'd you um, vote for? I love Brett Goldstein. Yeah, I just think he is incredibly funny, and the character is just so unique. Um, I love him. I'm going with Brett Goldstein. Brett Goldstein, Roy Kent from Ted Lasso. All right, uh, outstanding performance by a male actor in a drama series. This is tough because. This is, I, I love Billy Crudup in the morning show, um, but there are three succession actors here. There is Brian Cox, Karen Culkin, and Jeremy Strong. Now, I got turned off by all the Jeremy Strong. I need to stay in character every single second of every single day for the month leading up to my performance and all that stuff. I always thought, you know, there's that famous uh, thing where uh, they were making Marathon Man and uh, Dustin Hoffman was like, you know, had his teeth, you know, torn up and was like all serious and was sweating and upset. And, uh, and Lawrence Olivia said to him, my boy, it's acting, my dear boy. Uh, and he was like, so out of, and, and Jeremy Strong, I feel like I kind of want to say that to him. I think Kieran Culkin is the funniest thing on succession. I voted for Kieran Culkin. How again, do you decide three amazing actors in three incredible roles and they're all up against each other for the same show. Like 
it's impossible. I agree with you though. I think Kieran is definitely a standout. Um, he's just, he's so punchable. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> true. He's such a dick. He, he really is. is. God, he's so good at it. And then there's those little moments of sensitivity. where, like, Oh, the baby God, I want to kick you. <laughs> uh, so I, I do love him. I think Jeremy, I, I, we have to remember that this is the SAG Awards and that the actors vote for each other. And oh, so it's very actory. It's very actory what Jeremy is doing, this whole method thing. And so you can't really knock him for that. Uh, and his performances are, again, uncomfortable and very difficult to sort of convey a likable, hateable character that he is who is under an enormous amount of pressure and uh you know yeah i think he does a fantastic job obviously brian cox is a legend yep and uh you know again i don't think that billy crudup should win in this category for the morning show i think that when you're up against succession uh that's it's not fair (laughs) yeah yeah for sure um and then not, you know, we, we, we haven't gotten very much into Squid Game, but uh, Lee I did not Jay. watch Squid Game. I'm not a mm. horror guy, so I did not watch Squid Game. Oh, but it's about it's, the game of life. Yes, it's not. <laughs> it's not a horror film. It's no. disturbing, but it's, it's got such a social statement. It's it's much more. There's much more to it than than some of the violence that you see. It is. It's a brilliant series. And there is a reason why it has gotten so, you know, for a foreign show and a foreign language show to be so just taking over the planet right now, um, that says something. So I think you are doing yourself a disservice by not watching it. It is violent. It does get bloody. It gets very uncomfortable. um, But you're right. There is an underlying message that we can all hear. Uh, So I'm very happy that they got nominated um, and... I yeah, I really liked him, but I want to see him in more things. So I don't think this is his year necessarily to win it. Uh, yeah, maybe Jeremy has to win this one. I'm 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 Karen Culkin, so the three of us are in agreement there. Because I tell you something, I have never enjoyed. I look forward to to seeing. I've, I've never I've never really loved watching an actor when the camera is just on them and they have no dialogue more than Karen Culkin. And that is such a testament to how, what a brilliant actor he is, because his little his little asides, his facial expressions. I mean, he is so and I'm not saying that everybody else isn't locked in, but he's locked in on a whole nother level. It kind of makes you wonder how much of that is acting and how much of that is just him being him. You know, yeah, it's, I hard, mean, it's hard I, to I fake think those things in real life. He's a total smart ass. For sure. <laughs> yeah, because that, that's that's what comes through. All right, let's do the big show. So uh, outstanding performance by an ensemble in a drama series. Handmaid's Tale, Morning Show, Squid Game, Succession, Yellowstone. I'm guessing we're all going to go Succession. I am. I think, yeah. I mean, is that lame to do that, that we all no. just sort of hands down do it? Again, I think Squid Game is incredible, um, but it's a harder sell. I think Succession is just such a strong show the cast is so good uh yellowstone to me it's a great cast um it does feel a bit like dallas like a dallas remake to it me. does yeah <laughs> so, you watch yellowstone i've tried to start it like three times and i can't get i can't get out of the two-hour pilot um and but, i think that's a problem right yeah 
The first episode, it, the fact that it's two hours makes it tougher to start. Like I've stopped now twice on the pilot for <laughs> Yellowstone. It seems like a long time to me. Two so hours. That's funny. That's that's one of those things where you have to decide if you really want to invest because it, it is a lot of time. And I remember when Ga uh, Game of Thrones came out and everyone was like, oh, I couldn't get past the first episode. I'm like, yeah, but you need to. You need to yeah. go back and do it. Do you so, love Yellowstone? I, I don't love Yellowstone. Oh, actually. Okay. I, I, um, I think it's an it's an obviously well-made show. Um, and I don't know that I'm going to invest any more time in it. Yeah. I love you said I'm in a two hour pilot and I, you know, it's like, I'm in a two hour pilot. Get me out of here. It's like, you sounded like, it's like a horror for you. Get the, get the beginning part over so I can get to the actual show part. All right. Uh, outstanding performance by an ensemble and comedy series. The great, which is one of those shows that I've heard people talk about and I don't know anything about. Hacks, which is fantastic on HBO. Kaminsky Method on Netflix. Only Murders in the Building on Hulu. And Ted Lasso, Apple TV Plus. Why don't you go first on this one? Okay. Um, I'm going to go with The Great. And I just... Really? <laughs> and I have to preface. I haven't seen it. <laughs> Stop it! But... I hear it's great. <laughs> <laughs> so, so based on reputation, you're going to go. Everybody, you know, some, there are sometimes a new show comes along that everybody's talking about. And and <laughs> I just feel like this is the show. Do we have I a buzzer? Can we buzz her out? <laughs> <laughs> She's voting for the show. She didn't. Now, by the well, way, I have a habit. I have a habit of doing that. This is I coming did. from uh, somebody, Carrie, who made a list of her best movies of the year. And she put Belfast on it, even though she had never seen Belfast, just because she had heard really good things about it. Hey, listen, the PR, maybe there needs to be awards for the PR marketing company as well. <laughs> <It's> true. <laughs> okay. It's true. Okay, so before we got on the on the show, he asked me if I saw Belfast because I sent him um, a picture of the um, screener that I got in the mail the other day. Yeah. And then I said, I will talk to you about it on the podcast. So I, I keep on talking about how great it is. Never <laughs> seen it. Want to see it. Can't wait to see it. I got the screener last week. Still haven't seen it. But the reason why I haven't seen it is because friends of mine... Or came in from out of town and they're spending the night here on Saturday night. Yeah. And I asked them, have you seen Belfast? And they said, no. So I'm waiting to see. So you say, but I'm it's saving. still on your 10 best list for Absolutely. 2021. Okay. I, let me yes. just interject a little bit. <laughs> I did see Belfast. I love Kenneth Branagh. I think he's, he's got great vision. I think he's a great director. Um, I love him as an actor as well. However, the film is not my favorite. It's it's a beautifully shot black and white. The the I forgot his name. The kid that they that, they, that he cast as the main. The movie. kid is fantastic. I don't know his name either, but he's he's great. I mean, what does he, he have feels, to do for you to remember his name? <laughs> he just has to grow up. I, he just hasn't been around long enough. He's, he's, he's amazing. Little, he's fantastic. Work What's more. his name? Work Listen, little blue eyes. I don't know. He's he's adorable. Um, but he's got such great moments in the in the movie that are like, whoa, where did that come from? Like they, they found this kid that has so much going on. Um, however, the film is obviously a love letter to his childhood and to kind of how he grew up. 
it's slow. It's slow and I don't think it pays off incredibly well. So there's my two cents. I, I, it's, you should definitely watch it, but it's not like, oh my God. It's, it's not a roller coaster ride. Okay, so you're saying it needs to be Bell Faster? <laughs> yes. Okay. No, it's not. I mean, the pacing isn't even necessarily what's horrible. Sorry, there's nothing horrible about it. It's just, um, it's just. Uh, you know what it is? It's, it's a movie that I will never watch again. Okay, that's fair. And I always think that movies, the, the movies that I want to watch again are really the best of that group and i How never often do you go back and watch movies though How, like, i watched coda, i watched coda twice this year oh okay yeah i i totally dug coda i've watched licorice pizza twice uh because i i think licorice pizza is really funny and made me laugh a lot now but, i want to ask you a question steve did, did you watch them twice because we were having guests on and you wanted to refresh yourself with the film or do you think you would have watched it again anyway okay so here's here's when i watch a movie again it's because i tend to see movies and my partner tends to not and so there are certain movies that i'm like they're so good i want to be able to watch them with him because he hasn't seen it yet and sort of experience the movie for a second time through somebody's eyes who hasn't seen the movie so that's like like there are certain movies like there's a year where the King's Speech won Best Picture a few years back. King's Speech, totally respectable, good, I get it, you know, all that stuff. I've watched The Social Network, which was nominated for Best Picture that year, probably 20 times. Social Network is the best movie of that bunch, and I will never watch The King's Speech again. I get it. I see why people liked it, all that stuff. But Social Network holds up to multiple viewings. So a lot of times I think the movies that you're willing to watch again are the ones that are actually the best in the uh, in the group. Well, it's funny that you say that. And I know this is going off topic just a little bit, that's but right. we haven't mentioned The Power of the Dog yet. And that's one of those movies that I am so baffled. Thank a, you. A, I, I would, it's, it's one giant nuance of like, okay, I think I understand what was going on. Yep. Um, I would never watch it again. Never. I think the performances were obviously very good, but and the, the cinematography in that film is incredible. It's beautiful, yeah. But the whole time I'm going, uh-huh, and, yep. and, 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 ah! <laughs> Yeah, and I'm glad you said it. I, I think people need to stand up and say, I don't understand Power of the Dog, because I I really think most people don't get it, but we're all supposed to, and I respect it. It's a beautiful movie to look at, but you're right. I don't get necessarily the point of the movie. Um, and I hope it doesn't win best picture. It has a chance to win. I will never go back and watch the power of the dog again. I would not do this. Sue, you like power of the dog better than me. I, I, I liked it better than you. I, I thought the performances were amazing, but I do agree with you. To me, it was like a car that just couldn't start. It was like, like you just kept on waiting for something to happen and all the things that you thought were going to happen. And, and look, it's okay that some of the things you thought were going to happen didn't happen, but I just felt like not enough happened. <laughs> right. Yeah, but there's, there's something to be said about that as well as a, as a film watcher. Um, you want to be led down a path. And 
I like that there maybe isn't the obvious choice of like, oh, you think something's going to, okay, and it doesn't happen. Well, but then something has to happen. You exactly. got yes. replace it, replace it with way. something. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You yeah. need to have a backup plan here. I'm so relieved that I'm not the only one that doesn't get power of the dog. Like that, <laughs> that's reassuring to my, to my intellect and to my movie going uh, seriousness that other people say, power of the dog. Uh, well, like we were joking. Just, ab- I, no, I'm, I'm excuse me. We were joking about it because we've talked about it a bit that whenever you feel like you have to take a class to understand a film, <laughs> probably not a good idea. I couldn't agree more. All right, let's jump. <laughs> let's jump to the big one. So outstanding performance by a male actor in a supporting role. Ben Affleck, The Tender Bar. Bradley Cooper, Licorice Pizza. Troy Kotzer, Coda. Jared Leto, House of Gucci. And Cody Smith McPhee, The Power of the Dog. So I'm immediately eliminating Cody Smith McPhee. He was great, but I didn't understand what was going on. Uh, Jared Leto, I thought the makeup did all the work. Um, I didn't. I, I I could wear that makeup and pull off that role, right? He's wearing so much makeup. Uh, Bradley Cooper is in the movie for like four minutes of Licorice Pizza. I love Licorice Pizza, but he's barely in it. Ben Affleck was very good. Troy Kotzer is my favorite from Coda. What about, what about you? Um, well, I think uh, that Cody Smith McPhee uh, in Power of the Dog does give a great performance. It reminded me a bit of the Timothy Chalamet moment. Um, mm. And I, I can't wait to see more of him. Um, but I do think that, like we just said, that film is not exciting. Um, I disagree with you on the Jared Leto thing. So I had heard so much about this film before watching it. And I was instantly ready to be annoyed and turn it off. But actually, I kind of liked it. And I thought that Jared Leto, you know, Jared is a very pretty human. Mm-hmm. And you can get lost in those big blue eyes real easily when he's playing a character that you can see his face. I found it fascinating that I forgot it was him mm. because that doesn't happen very often. And he was incredibly good at being sort of lame and repugnant and annoying. And, you know, I mean, that says a lot. And, and, you know, a lot of people said that he was just way over the top. Well, I know people like that. I didn't think he was over the top at all. I thought he was exactly what he was supposed to be. You're not supposed to like him. He's supposed to be the lame one. So I, I really, I thought he did a way better job than uh, a lot of people are giving him credit for. However, Coda, uh, Troy Kotzer, I mean, I think he is the first person, uh, actual deaf first, actor to first be nominated. First deaf actor to be nominated for a Screen Actors Guild Award, yeah. And that, to me, is enough to be like, go get it. I, I, I want him to win. I'm championing that all the way. I, I agree with you. And I agree with you about Jarrett Leto. You know, I did not know that he was in the film. And I'm watching the movie, and his character comes on screen. I'm like, who is this guy? He is really a great actor. Who is he? And then I see Jared Leto. I'm like, what? That was Jared Leto? I was shocked. And I agree with you. It doesn't matter what they do prosthetic wise. You know, um, you know, De Niro gained all this weight and had all of this, you know, prosthetics on his face when he did Raging Bull. I don't really care about stuff like that. You know, it really is about the performance. I mean, you could even go back to the movie Mask and you cannot criticize 
that actor's performance. Eric Stoltz. Eric Stoltz. I mean, look what he looked like. <laughs> you know what I right. mean? Right. But you so, know what I mean? I think the prosthetics are doing a lot of the work. No, no I'm going to disagree. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I, yeah, I think alone. you are. Mm. <laughs> you are. Are we all on Troy Kotzer? Yes, absolutely. I think so. I think yeah. what an amazing thing for the SAG Awards to acknowledge, right? Like something they've never done before. Um, aren't we living in a time of uh, some diversity and let's open up the, the channels? Why does it have to be the same five people and the same five directors that win everything? Yeah, and you know, he, and, and he was great. He was, he was, he was so fantastic. good. Yeah. You know, deaf or not deaf. I mean, the guy was incredible. In this part, he but actually even was on to be able to translate all of that. I mean, he was on not. our uh, he was on our show. Actually, we did an interview with him with uh, an interpreter and he was could not have been a nicer. Just what a uh, the the interview was like as moving as the movie was. Uh, it was uh, it was just uh, a beautiful experience to get to talk to him. Uh, all right. So, uh, supporting actress. Uh, by the way, one of the problems with. Um, Belfast is that I don't know how to pronounce any of the names. So this is Catriona Belfi, Belfi, yep. Belfi from Belfast, Kate Blanchett from uh, Nightmare Alley, Ariana DeBose from West Side Story, Kirsten Dunst from Power of the Dog, and Ruth Nega from uh, Passing. What do you What do you think on that one? Um. <clears throat> well, I I'm, I'm, I was a little confused why Catriona got nominated i guess it's because the type of film it is because I, she's a great actress I, I didn't think that that role was anything standout-ish you know yeah it, it was a little like but because it was black and white and because it was a period piece and you know she's great but i well, i don't know why she got nominated um kate blanchett i feel like has done <laughs> maybe this is a terrible thing to say i feel like she's done kate blanchett for a really 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 long time yeah no it's true <laughs> It's true. And I feel like we're just getting sort of a regurgitation and the character's cool and all that, but I just feel like we've, we've already seen that. Um, Ariana DeBose, the West Side Story. Did you guys see it? I <laughs> loved West Side. And I'm not a big, I, I went in not a believer in West Side Story and came out thinking it was one of my favorites of the year. And I think a lot of people missed it because it didn't, like for us, it, a lot of people didn't get the screeners until way later. And so I think it, it kind of came after the fact. So perhaps it didn't get as much accolade as it needed to because it, it was late in the game. But um, she's great. She's really great. And I hate musicals. Like for real, I hate musicals. As soon mm. as they start singing, I want to slip my wrist. It's terrible. Um, I didn't with this one. Uh, oh, well, I'm glad, really glad you didn't. <laughs> yeah. I'm here. Yeah, we would have had a book somewhere because, else. For yeah, this. exactly. That would have been like, you know, oh God, you know. I mean, we 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 had her booked. What yeah, we almost what had we almost had Carrie. Then she watched a musical. The ghost of Carrie Keegan will arrive. <laughs> yes. I will never miss a booking. Uh Kirsten Dunst, always great. I think she's actually getting better with age as well. She started out amazing as a child actor and has just She's just cool to watch. I really yeah, like her. Yeah. Um, you know, even though Power of the Dog was not our favorite film, she's great. She was a disaster. It was, you know, like the character is a disaster. It was great. Uh, Ruth Nega, that one kind of came out of nowhere for me. Um, I think it's such an interesting subject matter. And, and maybe that persuaded me. But I, I think she's awesome. Hmm. Is that who would get your support? Yeah, I think so. And, wow. and maybe it's just because I always like to go for the underdogs. <laughs> 
she so was, she's definitely an underdog. Yeah. Her, yeah. Because yeah. people aren't talking about her. I feel like there's, there's just something it's a, it's a more important story. I feel like there, she, she was, she's phenomenal. So where are you on Katrina Balfi from uh, Belfast? She was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to go with Kirsten Dunst. I thought that her performance was insanely good. It was just, she had me the entire film. Um, and she had, there are a lot of layers there with her, you know, mm-hmm. with, with her performance. And, and um, that's. I'm all over Ariana DeBose. I think Ariana DeBose was fantastic in West Side Story. And I'm not, I, I love musicals. So when they start singing, I get a big smile on my face. I absolutely uh, loved West Side Story. Um, I, and I thought she was fantastic. Just, just fantastic as Anita. Okay. On a side note, tick, tick, boom. Loved it. Loved it. <laughs> Loved okay. it. Loved I, I it. I thought it was really good too. Um, it took everything in my power to not get out of my seat and walk out. Really? When, yeah. And it's not because it's bad. It's just because there is something wrong with me about musicals. Like I, I, I can't. And so when they would start singing, I'm like, oh my God, but the songs were really good. And, you know, I enjoyed the film. I thought it was a good film, but. Um, can't, you just, can't you just talk about what you want to say? Do you have to put music to it? Right. <laughs> so thank you for understanding me. <laughs> okay. So, so you mentioned Andrew Garfield and Tick, Tick, Boom. He's nominated for best actor along with Benedict Cumberbatch from Power of the Dog, Javier Bardem from Being the Ricardos. Will Smith from King Richard and Denzel Washington for tragedy of Macbeth. I think King Richard, I think Will Smith needs an Oscar already. Yep. I, I, and I don't care if he doesn't get the SAG award. I want him to get the Oscar. I think he's going to, I, the moment I saw it, I said, there's sometimes there's an actor like this who just gets their moment. And Will Smith has been such a great movie star for so long. And this is, He's got the accent and he's got Richard Williams down. And I absolutely think Will Smith uh, will and, and should win for this. Uh, it's it's the slam dunk. Yeah, it's yeah, the it's slam unanimous. dunk. I, I thought he was phenomenal in it. Did uh, anyone uh, care about Javier Bardem in being? No, no. I like second place in that category would be Andrew Garfield for Tick, Tick, Boom. Mm-hmm. He loves singing. I do love, I love a good musical. <laughs> Kid me, I'm a gay guy. I love a good musical. Don't no, make which, me do. Which reminds me of a song. Yeah, don't, don't make me do <laughs> my song. Don't make me do my, don't do your song. Please don't do your song. <laughs> I kind of want to hear the song. Now. Okay, so. <laughs> I'm telling you, you really you don't. Us. You okay. don't. No, I'll just I'll just tell this story. So you, I, I, wait, is there a razor blade or a knife around? I'm worried about you. <laughs> so I uh, my pinnacle performance was Henry Higgins and My Fair Lady. So we had we had um, uh, Katie Kelly, Kelly, oh, Kelly O'Hara on Kelly, Kelly O'Hara. O'Hara. Yeah, Kelly O'Hara on. And she actually played Eliza Doolittle on Broadway. And I actually had the nerve to sing my big climactic song for my fair lady to Tony winner, Kelly O'Hara. Wow. Okay. I just have to preface one thing. People are just hearing this. They're not seeing it, but I wish they can just see your face. (laughs) 
<laughs> Carrie's face. Oh my God. I think, I think we're going to have to, we, we, I wish I, we did a screenshot to put it on, a, Wait, on I our I can promos. do it again. <laughs> oh, God. Can you imagine the nerve of that? Here she won a Tony for it, or she's nominated for Tonys and stuff. And I'm, I'm like, yeah, Kelly, here's my uh, Henry Higgins. I think it takes a lot of balls. But here's the thing about musicals that I do understand. I think that they are super fun to be in. And yeah. I understand why people like to be in them. It's just making the rest of us suffer through watching it. Right. That I can't. Do. Right. <laughs> okay. So but, good on you for doing that, though. I'm very. Uh, was thank she, you. Did she clap? Did, she did. did. She, 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 uh, she, I was hailed by. And then uh, she, and then she slit her wrist. <laughs> 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 but, you know, you know, when, when it comes to musicals, something that I thought was so, what Brigadoon, hysterical, hysterical. Did you watch Brigadoon? No. <laughs> I've never seen Brigadoon. I'm not a big old school musical guy. Oh You're- my God. It is so funny and silly and it's a musical. Yeah. <laughs> but it is completely ridiculous and they play it so straight. It's worth watching. It's no My Fair Lady. Oh my God. It's no, no Pirates of Penzance. Exactly. I mean, come on. <laughs> All right. Uh, leading actress in a film Jessica Chastain, Eyes of Tammy Faye, Olivia Coleman, The Lost Daughter, Lady Gaga, House of Gucci, Jennifer Hudson, Respect, and Nicole Kidman being the Ricardos. Uh, Nicole wh- Kidman's accent. Can somebody, why? Why? I don't understand why they cast her. I'm sorry. I'm very angry about this one. Yeah. Because Lucille Ball is such a role model for so many women. And like literally anyone else could have done this role and it would have been just as popular. They didn't have to find someone who can't get out of her own way. You always see that it's Nicole Kidman and then her accent shows through. Like it so disappointed me. I was, ugh. So I'm not right Nicole you. Kidman, I guess that's a way of oh, saying yeah, so I'm gonna I guess what you're saying. No. <laughs> Is that a no? <laughs> that's a no. <laughs> Hard pass on Nicole Kidman. Uh, so who did you, who, who is your choice there? So I actually think that Jessica Chastain for the eyes of Tammy Faye was such an incredible performance. She, I forgot, again, I forgot it was her. Right. Um, this happened a few times <laughs> this year. Um, she just disappeared at that the voice, she nailed it. Like, that's not an easy person to try and mimic or copy or reproduce or whatever. And, and wow, she was incredible. Um, but we do need to talk about Lady Gaga because I think a lot of people love to hate this movie. They love to make fun of this movie. Yeah. The only time that, and, and I'm not a huge Lady Gaga fan as an actress in general, um, but in the very beginning of the film, I thought she, she was great. She was lovable. She, you know, she did all the things that made me go, oh, okay. Like she can really act. The only time that I didn't like it was towards the end when she was trying to put a hit on her ex-husband. Right. Um, right. All of a sudden she turns into a greaser and like that <laughs> whole scene should have just been taken out of the film. Um, I thought she did a great job. I, I think, I think she annoys people when she starts talking about like how method she had to go and how all the therapy she had to endure to try. Yeah, she had to bring a therapist with her actually to do this, and she had to be in character for months in advance. And I, and by the and you know what, and like Hasaguchi's fun to watch, but it's 
it's really camp. Yes. I mean, it's a very campy movie. I, I didn't take it. Uh, it's fun, but I didn't take it very seriously. I am going to be the uh, the person that stands up for Nicole Kidman. I I love Nicole Kidman in being the Ricardos. I thought it was. I bought her entirely. Um, I bought her accent. I thought she was. Um, she captured who Lucille Ball was, not necessarily in the show, but what she must have been like as a businesswoman outside the show. So I, I'm all about Nicole Kidman in that category. Carrie, I just oh, love sweet. your lack of poker face. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is radio. <laughs> I know, but we're getting the other. We're getting bonus. We're getting a bonus right now. Yeah, I love people Nicole aren't Kidman seeing. in uh, in being the Ricardos. I I I'd like to stand up for her here. Yeah. Well, I thought, I thought Ariana Grande was was great as Ethel. And she looked like her. Nina Arianda. Nina, Nina Arianda. I um, but I'm I'm definitely going with Jessica Chastain. I Jessica just saw Chastain. the movie yeah. the other day, and I am floored by her performance. Yeah, right. It was flawless. Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's great. Now right, we last- do have to we do have to just mention Jennifer Hudson was incredible in respect. It's just that the movie wasn't very good, so I think it's just kind of a wash. Yeah, yeah. I I she was unbelievable in respect, and she didn't get the Oscar nomination, which I thought was uh, was too bad. All right, uh, last one: outstanding performance by a cast in a motion picture. Sue's favorite movie, Belfast. <laughs> Coda. Don't look up. House of Gucci and King Richard. What's the, this is essentially the actors. What's the best picture of uh, 2021? What do you think, Kerr? Um, well, this, this one was really hard for me. I, I, I really, I enjoyed House of Gucci, just but you're right, it's super campy. I think Don't Look Up was the one that I think just stood out because it's a lot of people that you love watching anyway. They did a great job. I thought the film was really uh, thought provoking. And so that that's where I landed. So I'm going with Coda. I thought that they were a brilliant cast and, you know, look, granted three of three of them were deaf actors, you know, and they carried that film. I mean, it was just their chemistry was great. Even you yeah. know, the, the piano, you know, the music teacher, um, the kid that played opposite the daughter, um, I, I thought it was just, just, I want to change great. my answer. Yeah. <laughs> what do you want to change to? <laughs> I agree with you. I think Coda's fantastic. You're right. You know, it's, it's hard. Like when you, when you're putting up, um, something that doesn't have like big actors in it, but technically it was obviously a very way more difficult film to make. Um, and, and probably should have more recognition than it, than it will get. Um, and I'm a jerk for picking Don't Look Up because celebrities. Yeah, I mean, a lot of times it does go to the <laughs> to the movie with in with the SAG Awards with the most actors. Like it's a really big cast because everybody knows somebody that was in that movie or knows somebody who knows. I, Coda for me was the was my favorite movie of the year. Um, uh, as I said, I watched it again. Eugenia uh, Eugenia. Eugenia Darbez was the music teacher. Fantastic. Um, and Amelia Jones, the lead, was fantastic. I thought uh, 
that uh, Troy Kotzer was great. Marley Matlin was great. Uh, that movie made me cry. It was an uplifting movie. It was an uplifting story in a year where a lot of the movies are downers. So I, I voted for and want Coda to win. I hope Coda wins. I, I, I just think it's, it's kind of, it's a landmark uh, movie, you know, to have a, a feature film that features uh, three deaf actors um, and to tell that story of a, of a child of deaf adults is, is a story that I, I knew nothing about. I, I just knew nothing about this, this, uh, this life. So I, I, I like Coda of, of that category. I thought don't, don't look up was fun. I think house of Gucci's campy. I think beyond uh, Will Smith, King Richard is fine, but it's not the, the performances aren't don't blow me away. And then Belfast, Sue, uh, you will uh, appreciate this. I thought a very nice ensemble cast, um, and it would probably be my second choice in this group. Um, and I don't know where it stands for you. I'm surprised you didn't vote for Belfast. That I didn't. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm just a champion of of Coda. To yeah, me, me too. It's, it's like the little film that could, and it's just it's just a beautiful. You know, it's got. It's got levity. It's got, you know, really, it's very, it tugs at your heartstrings. I yep. mean, it just has everything in it. And um, and they work so beautifully together. They really do. They really I do. I think that because of your podcast, we're going to change the entire face of the awards. Series. I think we will. People, I think we have doomed Power of the Dog. I think I, Power of the Dog, it's, it's awards run is over because of this conversation right here. In fact, they're going to take back all the nominations. That <laughs> exactly. It's, it's just Withdrawn. erased from history. <laughs> Cumberbatch, Power. forget it. Power of the dog has a shock collar on it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, uh, so there you have it. Now, Carrie, you, you're everywhere. You're doing everything. And what, what is it? I know you've got the book. What is it that you want to, uh, to plug or promote? Oh God. Well, these days I'm, uh, I'm rebuilding an old 65 Chevy C10. So nice. I'm, get, I'm turning into a grease monkey. So you can follow that build on Adventures with Carol on Instagram and YouTube. <laughs> cool. Wow, cool. Very cool. It's a totally different life out here, Joshua Tree. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. What a great place. Do you live out there? I do. Wow. Oh, really? I'm, yeah. I'm actually going out there at uh, the end of March. I'm going to start having a little family reunion. And um, I was there last. Well, I was in that area last year. We went to Pappy and Harriet's. Yes. And, and Pioneer Town. My yes. husband and I have a travel trailer. So, oh, um, that's perfect. Well, let me know when you're in town. We should hang out. Yeah. I'd, I, I'd um, love to hang out with you. You're a I get stoned every time I go to Joshua Tree. And uh, I. <laughs> so does I, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> and I've learned the meaning of life out there. Um, hey, Kerry, thank you so much for doing this. We really appreciate it. It was fun. Thank you for having me. This was great. I, I hope we can do it again. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Thanks a lot. Carrie Keegan, that was fun. It's award show season. You know, I love I Sue. It's the biggest deal in the world to me that I get to vote for the awards. When I was a little kid growing up, I would stay up late to watch the Oscars. And the idea that I have a vote for uh, the Screen Actors Guild Awards is a gigantic deal to me. I take it obviously very seriously. Yeah, it's very cool. Yeah, I do this and then I do Writers Guild stuff, too. So it's uh, yeah, it's cool to be a part of it. And I'm rooting for Coda. Mm -hmm. And my and my head i'm thinking you know what they do this thing called preferential balloting um at the oscars where everybody has to list the top 10 in the order that they like the movies so in my head i've got this idea 
that probably a lot of people are going to have Coda at number three or number four, and it will show up on a lot of ballots, and somehow maybe it could win the Oscar. I do think it's going to win the SAG Award. I, I do think it's going to get the Screen Actors Guild Award for Best uh, Ensemble, but mm-hmm. I would love to see it win everything. It is the little movie that could. Yeah, I, um, I'm hoping to. And like, you know, a lot of what we talked about, there was such downer movies and look, you know, downer movies are good too. You know, you can't take, you can't take artistry away from a downer movie, but this movie was just so unique. Yes, I agree. And and it wasn't like, it wasn't a gimmick. Right. (laughs) You know what I mean? Exactly. It was really great. And it was, it was acted beautifully. It was shot beautifully. The script is great. Um, I just think it's the perfect little film. I'm so excited for you to see Belfast. I am really excited too. <laughs> I mean, a part of me wants wants to keep the gag going and then tell you, and then Such tell you, bet. and then tell you, oh, the DVD player. Didn't <laughs> <work>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never going to see this movie. Well, listen, uh, everybody, enjoy the Screen Actors Guild Awards. They are coming up on uh, Saturday night, the 27th. Uh, we had fun talking about them. Uh, thanks very much to Carrie Keegan for joining us. Don't forget, you can subscribe to the podcast on Apple or Spotify. You can uh, leave a rating and a review, and we always appreciate that. So great seeing you. That was fun. That was fun. And uh, let's thank uh, Milos. Oh, yeah. Milos uh, Jelenovic, uh, who is our uh, sound engineer and the guy who pieces all of this together at the end of the day, does a great job for us. Thank you to, uh, to Milos. And we will see everybody next time on the Culture Pop Podcast.